Welcome to the Fine Sisterhood podcast, Unspoken Truth, where we shine a light on the beautiful messiness of life. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is Maria and Teresa from the Fine Sisterhood team, and we're here today with Nefertiti Plessy, the founder of Single Moms Planet. Hi, Nefertiti. Hey. Thanks so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having me. Please tell us about Single Moms Planet and how it all started. Single Moms Planet, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. We uplift and empower single mothers and their children, and we do that through financial literacy. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so um, on Fine Sisterhood, we see a lot of posts um, from single moms that they are struggling on how to date with kids. I think it's a, a very common topic. Um, so what is your advice to them? Like, especially in the light of dating apps, and that's how people date nowadays. How um, do you review that you have kids on your profile? Do you wait a little bit? Um, to get to know the person, like when is the perfect time? Like for instance, I don't have kids, but even for me, uh, sometimes it gets hard uh, to date and people don't swipe right. Uh, and you uh, sometimes you wonder, um, what do I put in my profile to make them interested in me? So I guess uh, me and a lot of single moms, we are wondering like, how do we disclosure those kind of information? When is the best time? Yeah. Okay, so internet dating, I know that's like a thing that a lot of people are doing right now, especially for singles. You know, oh, with revealing of the kids, I think that it's okay to let people know you have kids. I don't really know if you need to go into a lot of detail about your kids, because at the end of the day, the person is dating you. They're not dating your kids. And so just letting them know you have them, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to even ever meet your kids, right? So you're just getting to know somebody. It's just a date. Mm -hmm. And just keep it as such. Um, I think sometimes we think at the end instead of looking at what's actually going on. And what's going on is that you don't know this person and that they're trying to get to you and to, know, to get to know you. And if things get along well and you really feel like this person could be a part of your life for the future, then the possibility of even having a discussion around meeting kids would come up. But that could be a year out, six months out, you know, depends on what the situation is. You know, with with profiles and revealing information, you know, it's still the Internet. Just because it's an app that we might see on a commercial or that we hear friends say, oh, I found my husband on there or, you know, I met my wife on there doesn't mean that we should let our guard down and just reveal too much too soon. And I think even just with first dates, you know, those first couple of dates, everyone doesn't necessarily need to know everything about you. Mm -hmm. You know, just enjoy the moment, get to know them. They don't need to dig through your past and know all the tragedies that happened to you or what you expect in a husband and all these kind of things. You're just meeting a friend. Right. So the foundation is friendship and then you build to other things if there's if there's chemistry there. Right. But I think sometimes we mix a little bit of the end game in with what the future or the current moment is. And it kind of can put a lot of pressure on us. Yeah. OK. Tell me a little bit more about Single Moms Planet. Like do uh, all moms come to you regarding dating advice? What type of advice do you get? What is the most uh, questions that you get and how does it work? I feel like one of the number one questions I get regarding moms a lot of times is 
sometimes how to co-parent, okay. um, how to do that successfully, how to communicate with their ex. I think sometimes they get really frustrated. Things aren't going the way that they wanted them to go. Um, maybe there's arguments back and forth about things. And so I really, I feel like one of the, the main goals that we have is just helping parents be able to communicate. And so I even talk to fathers as well. And I've talked to the mothers that are in that particular family to help them bridge their communication dilemma. Um, so that they can just get straight to the point, which the point is that you're doing all of this for the betterment of the children. If you were trying to, I will put in quotes, fix each other or trying to get a long for a relationship, you'd still be together. So because that's not on the table any longer, what's on the table are the children. And so we're communicating in a particular way to get to having a healthy, communicated relationship for the betterment of our children, not for the betterment of our personal relationship. That's already off the table and we couldn't figure that out. So I think I, I see a lot of times people want to personally talk about what they don't like about somebody or, you know, what someone did wrong. Well, that's not really any of your business anymore. Right. Yeah. The, the, the finger point. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. Work no. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm I'm not here. I don't need to know what you think about me. I could care less. Really. What I care about is who am I as a mother? Who are you as a father? And how do we work together as a team again for the betterment of the children? And so that gets rid of a lot of the emotion and a lot of the turmoil that happens in co-parenting relationships. And a lot of healing starts to take place. Hmm. That's interesting because, like, my parents got separated when, before I was even born. So it was really crazy to see the communication levels, how it was very tense at the beginning. And then once they start learning each other on being on separation, um, they started to be more communicative to each other and understand that it's not about them. It was yep. more about me and how how to raise me and how to make it work with me. So it's crazy that you say because people seem to not really get that, that it's like not about them anymore is really for the better mom of the baby, right? Or the it's kid. so true. Yeah. And the quicker you get to that, the more harmonious your life is. Mm -hmm. You know, if as a woman, because I, I mean, that's what we are, right? We're as a woman, if I'm worried about what my ex is doing or how he, you know, treats me or what I think about him or what he thinks about me, I mean, you're going insane because you're not even wanting to be with this person anymore. You know, or even if you do, that's just not what it is right now. Not right. Anymore, so you yeah. just have to move on. And, and that's just the reality. The reality is you're not together. You need to move on. And it's going to be for the betterment of everyone. Exactly. Okay. One more question for you regarding sure. dating. OK. So when is the right time to introduce to the kids? When is the, the good time where you can be like, OK, I'm comfortable enough to let you meet the babies, meet the kids? I, I think that when it comes to meeting kids, I'm slow personally. Um, some people in our community never introduce anyone to their kids unless they say, you know, this person has proposed to me. So you have some, some people with extremes. You have some people who date somebody for the first week and they introduce people to their kids. You know, I don't really want to say there's a right way or a wrong way. I think that you just have to be really sure about why you're doing it. Are you doing it because you're not healed in a particular area and you feel like you need to replace dad? So that's why you're bringing in the child and, and bringing the child into the relationship. Are you feeling lonely and you think this person needs to is going to create this insta family? Like what's really going on? Is it emotional? Is it a need that you have? Or is there pressure coming from the other side? Because all of that is unhealthy. Okay. Right? And so you have to just get down to the core of why is that coming up? Because it should just naturally happen. 
But for things to naturally happen, it's something called time that needs to take place. Yeah, right. So I even do things when I first had started dating someone, I'll put in my calendar when I started dating them and put different markers in my calendar of when I would allow myself to have certain things happen. Whether if it's having conversations about my kids, whether if it's being intimate in a particular way, not necessarily to put a time clock on it, just because sometimes emotionally, I think especially sometimes for women, we get caught up in how things are going and we go with the flow, but we're not really uh, emotionally prepared to handle it. You know, if it was to end or if I introduced this, this man to my kids, you know, a month in, even though everything's going great, what if he's not there next month? How, how is that going to impact my kids? How's it going to impact me? Am I going to start having depression? You know, you have to really look at what's the long-term effect of this short-term feel-good moment. Is it worth it? And a lot of times it's not. So, you know, and then you also have to be prepared for what mentally, what are your kids prepared for too? You know, are your kids prepared to have you introduce them to a man that you really don't know too soon, unnecessarily? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think sometimes people don't really just take the moment to say, at the end of the day, this person is dating me. Did that ever happen to you where the kids were like, mm -mm, I'm not having it or it was challenging? <laughs> They're like, no, what's, what is he doing here? You know, my eldest son is a lot more standoffish um, when it comes to, you know, me having any man around him. You know, we could be at the car dealership and he's like, who's this guy around my mom? You know, he's very protective. My little one is just a spirit, a free little spirit. So he's like, hey, let's hang out, let's play. Like, he's like, you brought this person to play with me, you know? And so, you know, I have two different personalities going on, but I, I tend to wait for about a year before I let anyone around my kids. And that's not being introduced as mommy's boyfriend. That's just someone that we might've went to lunch with. You know, it's not like this official thing happening. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. So you don't just put him out there, like no. label him and put it with the kids. No, I mean, he has he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Why? I think sometimes as women, too, we give we give men more than what they've earned. He has to earn that. Even though we've been together for a year, a year and a half, you've been in my life for a year and year and a half. And consistently for me to even be thinking about int introducing you to my kids. But that doesn't mean that you've earned the spot for me to introduce you as my man. Exactly. Because certain things need to have be happening. And I have two sons. So if I'm introducing you as my man, that means there's some life-changing things happening that my kids can see how you're showing up as a man in my life. You're not going to just get that title just because it sounds good. Oh, yes. Okay. There we go. I love it. Yes, that's yeah. true. And in another hand, uh, how do you break down to your ex-partner that you're going to introduce your kids uh, to another um, to another partner? Because, for instance, uh, my parents, they got divorced at a, when I was already very, um, very old. I mean, not old, but I was around like, 22, 23. And I know my father dates and he actually have a serious girlfriend and he uh, he never introduced her to me. And I know that part of that reason is because of my mom, mm. because my mom keeps saying, I don't want you to introduce her uh, like her to my daughter, even though uh, I'm not a kid anymore and I'm 26 already. But yeah. So how do you break this? Uh, like, how do you separate? Because uh, sometimes even when you're divorced for a while, uh, the emotionals can get a little hit up and like people can get a little uh, possessive with their kids and like, no, you cannot introduce them to anyone. So how do you deal with that? 
Wow. That is definitely, um, I think everyone is so different when it comes to that. Some guys, you know, they may feel like, oh, you know, I think this guy's great. I think this is a great thing. You, you're, you're happy. You know, they may have certain things that they don't want to have happen that they discuss. Um, I think it just really depends on the family, you know, and, and the dynamic of the family. I don't necessarily think that it's a good idea to keep things for kids for from kids for too long because I think they're smart, you know. So then they, they feel like, well, dad or mom is living a double life. Like they create this life that they want me to see. Then they have this whole other side that I don't. So then they start thinking in duality. Well, I need to be one way in front of mom and I'm going to be another way in the world. Right. And it's OK for me to hide life from certain people that I don't want. I don't want to reveal certain things because they're learning the behavior from us. Right. And so it's not I don't even, I don't think that's really healthy. I, don't, I also don't want to say, you know, introduce your kids to everything. We kind of covered that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's a good idea to have a conversation with your partner or your, you know, your ex and just say, hey, I'm thinking about introducing someone to the kids. And, I, you know, I've even had those conversations before. Um, my ex replied, unless I was getting married to somebody, he didn't need to meet him. You know, he's like, I don't need to meet this person. You know, unless you're getting married or something really serious, I don't really want to meet him. But he also feels that unless I'm getting married, he doesn't know why somebody would meet my kids. Like he's the extreme end of the spectrum. And so I totally understand his point of view, too. But then I'm also like, well, I don't want to get engaged to someone and they've never been around my kids. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's a <laughs> yeah. that's a tough cookie to crack. You know, you have to have a balance there. So I think it's it's going to just really be key to not allow yourself now that you're not with someone to control how you want to handle people coming in your kids life. Right? It's like, wait a minute. I know we're going to make decisions together because we have kids together, but I don't want to feel like you're restraining my joy that I'm creating in my life. I want to share this also with my kids. I may want to travel with my new partner and my kids. There's things that I want to share with them that maybe they didn't get to see between you and I, right? They might get to see dates. They get to see hand-holding or kissing, um, some type of just love and family and intimacy that kids need to see. They, they need to see that it's healthy for kids to see their their parents enjoy that part of life because they learn from us. Exactly. And so if they don't see that, all they see is hiding, then they're thinking, wait a minute, is something wrong with having relationships? Okay. Is there something wrong with sharing? One more thing that um, it's coming as a hot topic that a lot of women uh, post and we also see them posting is that they really want to leave their partner, but they can't afford it. And they um, they're scared to leave him because they don't know where like where to go. So what um, what type of advice do you have for that? Like who like who do they come like? Do you have a single mom's planet? Do they really come to you regarding that? Does it come up? Is definitely, that, that definitely comes up. Um, I think I mean as as you guys may know, women are the number one demographic that are living in poverty. You know, and so a lot of times. They don't have their own savings accounts, you know, even though they're married. I think it's really good to have conversations with with spouses or partners like, hey, love you to death. But from the beginning, I need to have my own. I need to have something of my own. Anything can happen to you. 
And of course, we don't want that to happen. But men, men pass away and die at rapid rates prior to women. They just do. We outlive them. And so in regards to wanting to just get out or get away, you know, there are some uh, some some companies. I won't say them out loud on the mic. They could email me because they take women. They literally go move them out and put them in hiding if they're having like very traumatic situations or abuse um, and they make sure that the women are okay and they put them in treatment and they take the kids and everything. So there are programs that do that. And then there's things where the women are just not feeling financially stabilized. Um, a lot of times moms will move in together. So you'll have two moms co-parenting in the same household uh, with their kids because maybe one mom, she may have she may have been divorced or she has a large house and then she has an extra room and she has kids. And so she wants another single mom with kids to be in the house with her. That's pretty so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we've had about five families do that, actually, that we help partner them in our organization. And so we definitely do that, too. So there's there are ways to do it. Um, financial education is so key. I think that's one of the number one reasons why that's our core value is just making sure that moms and also dads, but especially moms have financial literacy education because they need to teach it to their kids. You know, you never want to be in a situation, especially when you're the most vulnerable is when you have kids and you can't get out. That is just the worst feeling in the world. And then you don't want to put your kids on the street trying to escape a situation that you don't want to no longer be in. And so if a woman is able to, you know, plan, plan for getting out, save, go back to school while you're still in the environment. If it's safe, get a job that pays a little bit more money, save some more money on the side, change your lifestyle. Don't buy Starbucks. You know, don't get them lunch at, you know, Burger King or McDonald's after school. Get them pack them a lunch, get them sandwiches, change your lifestyle so you can start saving money and planning for what you want your life to be. It doesn't just happen, you know, life doesn't just happen. So you have to plan for what you want. And I think a lot of times we make excuses for it, right? We want to get out. We keep saying we want to get out, but we're not doing anything to get out. You know, you have to plan for it, and it does take money. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a big step. It's a it is a big step. Under it, yeah. And then and then enrolling other people in your life that you trust to say, hey, this is what I need to do. Can you help sponsor me in some ways? I've saved $2,000. Can you help me get into my first apartment? You know, I just got to, I'm, I'm going out on job interviews. I wanna, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, new employment, or I'm looking for employment that pays me more. Like, get proactive in the process of what you want for your life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, what what we see a lot, like on that note, what we see a lot on the app as well, is that a lot of women, they feel it would be too much for them to leave the relationship and then like raise their kids as a single mom and also uh, work and like provide for the kids. What uh, What are some tips that you have to give to to those women? Get your resources in order. Okay. Um, you know. Boys and Girls Clubs, the YMCA, um, you know, my school, my kids go to school in Santa Monica School District. The Boys and Girls Club will come and pick them up after school for $125 for the whole school year. And they get to be there until like six o'clock at night. Okay, You know, so you just have to build your resources, have your emergency contact list doubled. You know, if you if you got three people that you trust, 
put get six people that you trust, you know, that that could have your kids, whether it's a friend at the school or a coach or somebody. You have to be prepared for the worst possible thing, which is like you can't pick your kid up all of a sudden. Something happened or you got to stay at work or they're going to fire you if you leave. Things like that happen and you don't want to be put against the wall. So you've got to just plan for the worst so that you can just be prosperous through the process, you know, and then be easy to yourself. Don't think that, you know, you got to get it all right. There is no get it all right. You know, you're just going to plan as much as you can. You're going to let people in your life know what you're doing and that you need their support and how you need their support. And one of the things we love to do is coach parents into making sure they have time for their self built into their calendar with the accountability of someone that can help them with their kids. So you can call up your mom or a sister and say, hey, you know, can you watch Timmy every month on a Thursday night, uh, the third Thursday of the month? And you do that five times. That means you got five people 12 times a year helping you with your kids, something scheduled in their calendar, and it's not too aggressive. They're going to say, yeah. No problem. You're not calling me every week. You're just saying once a month. And if it, if something changes, they just let you know and you switch it around. That way you're not coming out of pocket too much to go on dates or if you just want to go to the gym or if you just want to just have a moment to yourself to just sip a glass of wine and breathe. Whatever you want to do, you just have to plan for it. Don't, don't get in the situation thinking that people are just going to ask you if you need help. You have to let them know and you have to let them know what kind of help you need and the action you need them to take when you ask for the help. Don't say, I need help. They say what you need and you say, I don't know. Yeah, you got to be specific and have a plan and then have like a strong kind of background and people that you know that your support system that you know that you can trust. You know you can trust. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, Please, uh, can you share where our listeners uh, can find you, Uh, your Instagram handle and Facebook? Yes, yes. So they can find us at singlemomsplanet.org. They can also find us at support at singlemomsplanet.org if they'd like to reach out and email us. And then we're at Single Moms Planet on all the social media platforms. So we made that one really easy. Awesome. That's perfect. So to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Fine Sisterhood podcast on Spoken Truths. And for those of you who haven't already, you can download the Fine Sisterhood app for free in the App Store and Google Play Store all over the world. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.